get going tonight, I want to do a quick shout out from for everybody uh, from this weekend um, on my end. So it's a long list. I, I joked about this on Twitter, and I'm going to start now. So the other JB, Marcy, MV Young, Rosie, Rosie's mom and dad, the Anderson brothers, Toddy Tondera, Nick's Wild, Gianni, Michael, Enrico, Ziggy, Rupert, Brock, Stacy, Pam, Mike Trembetta, Alabama Dan, Papa Pepperoni, Rosie again, Porter Roche, Josh Bishop, Fonzie, Kaplan, Philly, Rick from Time Capsule Toys, and last but not least, whoever stole the last bite of my chicken tender. Two turtle doves going to partridge on pear tree. Who stole your chicken tender? Okay, so I got food at the Wrestling Under the Stars uh, show, right? I go down, I'm helping sell uh, toys with Rick. And I have my stuff behind on this like little uh, space that they have there. And I go, I take a bite of my, like I have one last chicken tender and some fries left. I take a a bite of it, set it back down, go back selling stuff, turn around. It's gone. The the, the fries are still there, but the tender is gone. Some rotten bastard at that stadium ate your last chicken tender. Last little bit of it. Somebody behind one of the table because he was helping with the table. Well, no, uh, the only people that were there were me and Rick. So it was some, but like where the loose figure bin was, it was right by there. So there's lots of kids around. So I think it was probably a kid probably stole it. Or he, he mistook it for a loose figure. Uh, I, <laughs> I don't know. That red rooster figure worth a lot of money, brother. Right. <laughs> uh, hey, can you tell me about, so we're going to get into the weekend, but was there a miscommunication with Willow and that show? Where she didn't show up because she no. mentioned it on Twitter. Well, no, she never got contacted at all. Exactly. Right. But didn't they say? Didn't they say she was going to be there? Oh, she was announced on the, on the thing, and they advertised her. But huh. her and Ron Simmons. So I'm assuming Ron never got the uh, call either that he was supposed to be there. So no, the Shindies. Oh yeah. Um, and I, now I do. I know I do wonder I, if they went through AEW and there was communication with the middleman there about who who the hell know. Like the bottom line, that Willow did not know she was supposed to be there. Right. I do also want to bring up the fact that uh, today we hit a milestone with the podcast: ten thousand downloads. Holy shit! I, really? Yeah. Fuck yeah! I can't wait for those checks to come rolling in. That's gonna be <laughs> awesome. We all yeah, deserve all that. Better help, baby. They're, they're we're gonna we're going all ads pretty soon. <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna have to join that Patreon to get away from the ads. <laughs> Completely ad supported. That's that's it. You're gonna have to listen to eighty dollars an episode. an episode for some of these motherfuckers. Let's let's roll. Oh, my God. It's been two years since I had that cameo on Brokey video video blog, and I'm still waiting my royalty on that shit. So so let's go. Let's lay it out. How did 880 go? Tell me about the weekend. Uh, 880 was a blast. It was hot. Uh, Marcy got really drunk and almost passed (laughs) out when MV blew her a kiss. Oh, I I kept seeing the three of you on the camera the whole night during the show oh yeah we were having a blast it was a good time that was a real good time we got some footage um everybody was super awesome uh hung out with the anderson brothers outside they were cooking up hot dogs and handing out handshakes and uh, it was a good time overall uh i'd give it a five out of five i got some quickies in yeah yeah we got some some more content for the patreon how was that uh that big sam uh mv young match because i heard that was pretty good i just missed it i came in a little late match of the night Oh, yeah. it was so good. I rewatched it. Hard hitting. We're going to. So good. I don't want to give it too much away because we are going to review that in a couple weeks. But yeah, that yeah. was that was my match of the night uh, up there with the tag match. So mm-hmm. those That's two awesome. matches fucked Same. real hard. So it was good stuff. 
Um, nice. Then AIW was a good time. Uh, everybody was asking me how I enjoyed the show, and I had to uh, inform them that I spent about two hours of the show just petting Rupert behind like where the merch was set up. There was a TV because they have like uh, they have the AEW game and No Mercy playing, so you could play games because uh, it's it is WrestleFest. Uh, I was sitting behind the TV playing with Rupert for two hours, so I I didn't even uh, get to like I heard and saw little bits and pieces of what was going on, but I just played with the dog for the for two hours. So. That's yeah, no, that was the move. I I was much drunker at this show and also playing with Rupert. That yes. was that was we, the move. The move that that place is way better than uh, just being out on the outdoor track. Uh, so the barn was was pretty sweet. I really enjoyed it. Um. I heard the aesthetic of the barn made it very cool. Yeah, it was very cool. We sold a it's lot. A sh- it's a shame that they're, the internet there sucks because yeah. it would have been cool to stream, but like, yeah. yeah. But it also is cool that I could just like go without internet for the entire day. And then like once I got back to civilization, uh, I could post stuff, but like it, I could barely. Well, I think text. that helped them, also, by the way. Somehow yeah. I was the only person that had full service. Shout yeah, out to you, T Mobile. Yeah, T Mobile 5G. Thanks for not sending me the any pictures or anything, Mars. I could have used some. Right. Hmm. It was. Do you uh, think I was sober enough to take? I, I tried to pictures? tell. I tried to tell Marcy to um, post stuff on our Twitter, and she magically forgot about doing that two seconds what? after I mentioned it. So <laughs> she well, looked so, drunk. Would you would you expect her to remember shit? So yeah. I, I'm looking. I found the new greatest alcoholic drink of all time, and that's the Monster White Haze. Is it, wait? That's al- Monsters making a, an yep. alcoholic beverage. Oh, that's yep. great. Oh, nice. Now it, li- now it literally just tastes like white monster. It's the best. So does it have like, is it like drinking a Red Bull and vodka? Like, is it going to get you all hyped up? No, there's no it- you can't put, they can't put caffeine in them. Four Loco fucked us all on that. It was a great time, but they fucked us all. Oh, I didn't realize that you can't do that anymore. Yeah. No, the only ones you can is like stuff that has like naturally caffeine, like, like the coffee stuff. Oh, but shit. yeah, you can't, you can't add caffeine to alcohol. It so- was a, Good so time none to of be alive. Who knew giving people tons of caffeine and alcohol so they black out was a uh, was a bad idea. I, don't I know. mean, that's just a Red Bull and vodka, isn't it? Like you know, you get yourself all fucked up. You you can order those at any bar. So what? They're not going to put it in a can. I don't. I don't understand. They're not going to put it in a can because Four Loco fucked it for everybody. She just had that. Well, I Four Loco was so bad that I remember forgetting my weed at home one weekend. I was going to play golf and then. Uh, I had I bought a four loco instead, and I just ended up crying on the golf course instead of um, being enjoying myself. The four loco messed me up so bad I was in tears. Oh come but, on, you've cried on the golf course to be like your golf game that bad. Don't no, give me that dude, shit. I don't mind being a bad golfer. Just something set me off in that four loco. All of a sudden, I was in touch with my emotions, like right in the middle of the golf course. It was crazy. Um, so nobody went to nobody went to Taco Mania. No, unfortunately I, not. We had to head so we had to head back to Cleveland. I regret it though, because uh, wrestling under the stars was not that great, and I would have, if I didn't had already commit to helping Rick uh, sell stuff, I would have gone to Taco Mania. And do, do you understand how shitty New York is? That like you, the fact that Pitts that that Pennsylvania Ohio can do outdoor wrestling at you know uh, um, you know outdoor festivals and can do wrestling in the middle of the street like taco mania you can't do anything like that here i was so jealous looking at like the twitter all weekend like how cool would that be to have that near me and we'll never get it because they keep teasing that they're going to deregulate wrestling here and they never get it done and now it's the summer and they're in recess they'll never get it done 
They teased it back in February, March that they were going to deregulate wrestling. Right now, they make it like it's a real sport. This is stupid just to collect money. Anyway, they, heard, but, but if they deregulate it, then they can't make their money. I've had well, I heard that uh I heard that Kaplan and MV Young just beat the shit out of each other. So yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. And uh our lawyer got a shot at the enjoy t- title. So oh yeah? Not, yeah. And he lost? I mean, I I would assume. I don't think they're gonna They're not filming it, did they? They didn't film it for uh, TV. No, they filmed they? it. It'll be on their Patreon. Oh well, we miss out on that. All that right. seems like well, that seems like a good reason to join their Patreon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Enjoy wrestling. Yeah. Uh, I have to check that out. Uh, so speaking of Patreon, I'll do those shout outs real quick. Uh, for our $10 tier, we got Zach, Chris, Andrew, and Brock. And special Fellas. shout out to Patty. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Patty. That's awesome. Um, what else do we want to get into? Uh, I know we're getting pretty close to having the battle of the Charles's uh happen so let's this this problem this 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 uh uh this polarizing figure who's about to come on yes okay why well, okay well I do want to uh real quickly bring up the packing uh earlier today I could record the of God of Gadrian Street I mean I know he's more of a territory guy than an independent guy but can connect what the independent were back then I feel like we need, need to mention it um I don't know how familiar you guys are with it. A lot of people call him the first effeminate pro wrestler. I'm like, no, that was gorgeous George, like 30 years before that. But I mean, the guy knew how to get himself over, knew how to get pretty much anything over. And, and there was a great documentary on Peacock a few years ago. I recommend you guys all watch. You know, I was actually at his wedding. He got oh, married yeah. at Cauliflower Alley Club, my first Cauliflower Alley. I was actually at Adrian Street's wedding. I did see the picture earlier on today at Twitter when he went back home to like the coal mine and was talking about like, how much he hated that. Yeah. Honestly, who, I'm I think... trying to remember who posted it. I think it was it Sir I think it was Sir Lariano who posted it. I feel like that's who it was. Might be. I remember seeing it too. I uh I want to thank you, G Hawk, for bringing the podcast down. Okay, well, you were the one who wanted to start off with what you started off with. I could have opened with it. We could have gotten the happier stuff by now. I'm just teasing. <laughs> I know you are at yeah. uh... I'll go I'll go one of the first directors to sing their own theme. You could can actually do their own music video and some of the stuff like on YouTube, and I oh, definitely yeah. recommend checking it out. Really can't be 80 era stuff. It's great. Yeah, well, follow, I, uh, Jayhawk, what's your Twitter? Post some of that stuff up and then tell everybody your Twitter so they can follow you. It'll be at ref Jayhawk, and I'll try to get some of that stuff up when we get done recording here. You know, oh, it's, yeah. you know, it's funny, Adrian Street. I remember as a kid, um, seeing Pro Wrestling Illustrated in the 80s, and, and I remember seeing him. and I used to get him and Adrian Adonis mixed up, they had a similar gimmick right. for a while. Um, but yeah, he was always a fascination of mine because I never got to see him live. All I could do is read about him in PWI. So that was very cool. Yeah, it, it's weird, man. Like, like I first heard about him in, in like the mid eighties to directly magazine and all that, and I kind and I kind of knew he was older, but I didn't really know how old. He was already in his forties when he really come into prominence in the in the in the United States in the mid eighties. Wow, like his like run in Memphis in eighty three with Bill Dundee was he was like he was forty two years old already. So you're me. telling me i still have time to be a wrestler i was gonna yeah, say if you don't you, break your neck in training again absolutely you, you know what it is though it turns out that as much as we want to think that like the young guys are you know a lot of these guys are are the future it to be honest you're never comfortable i feel like a lot of these the guys who are the big names never got completely comfortable to their mid-30s like with who they were and their gimmick in in wrestling you never the hottest prospects yes but there are some guys who don't pop until they're 35 because they don't. It doesn't click in their minds what they are. 
until they get older and kind of live that life. So, you know, it's not surprising. Well, and Adrian Street's cake, he was in England for so long that like he didn't, yeah, he wasn't going to be a name in the United States. He never wrestled over here. Right. I mean, that's part of it. Uh, I mean, I think you saw a lot more of it of younger guys in the in the ADP. You had the territory. Like if they weren't picking up in one spot, they could go somewhere else. Yeah, it's a little bit different now because you're either going to be that hot prospect right out of the gate, or it's going to take you forever to catch on. There seems to be no in between. That's you're that's a hundred that's a hundred percent correct. Yeah. All right. Do we want to get into what's on here before I start getting onto a tangent? You know, I can talk about old school wrestling all night if we if you let me. What's on this weekend? Okay, well, getting into the indie wrestling kind of thing here. Uh, fight fight got Thursday and Friday loaded, and nothing else the rest of the weekend even lifted on the schedule. But Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, they are going to have Wrestling Revolver. Heat them up live from Dayton, Ohio. John Mockley returns, plus Revolver World Title Match between Jake Crick and Matt Cardona. Yep, that is a match in 2023. A couple thing, different things on Friday. Of course, Game Changer Wrestling from Detroit. My name is GKW. That is an eight o'clock Eastern Time start. I think violence our buddy is Dom is our, our buddy. Yeah, violence is forever. I apologize, Jayhawk. Go ahead. I, yeah, I, I was getting there. Violence against forever against local Nico. Joy Janela against Commander and Feeble Mike Bailey against Leo Rush. And now for that show, and then at eleven fifty nine p.m. it'll be Hood Clamp for getting you up. And they are doing three tournaments to determine three spots in a triple threat match on August 18th to determine who's going to be running their October show. That's very convoluted, and it's a lot more convoluted if you read the description on the fight page. I'm all about that. So that's the main stuff on fight. They've got nothing lifted for Saturday, Sunday, or Monday, even even pre-taped stuff. So. The well-run organization over there. Yes. <laughs> One day we won't have to make the jokes anymore. It won't be this week. <laughs> One day. And on that day, Gaden will be Ike getting to work. Oh, there's there's some there's a few more going on over on IWTV. Friday, August 4th at 6 p.m. Dreamwave presents Summer Spectacular Night One. And then at 8 p.m. Invic- Invictus Pro presents We Outside. On Saturday, August 5th at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, ICW presents ICW No Holds Barred in Detroit, Saturday, August 5th at 6 p.m. Dreamwave presents those summer nights. Uh, And then Sunday, Inspire AD presents Rule in Hell. And then to finish it off on Monday, a world premiere from the Flophouse. No fucks given. That's what's going on. And of course, every Thursday... 880 wrestling on indywrestling.us on Twitch and uh their YouTube channel. What was really cool about that too is uh as that was streaming live, the guys were actually able to go back and watch their match uh after and uh stuff like that. So when I was talking to them, they're like, Oh yeah, I got to see this, did you know, this, that, and the other. And there's like, I got to watch my match back already. And I'm like, holy shit, the show's still going on, and you already saw your match back. So it's pretty cool. So what do we got? Well, I think uh, it's time to get our interview guest on, guys. Doing interviewing. Marks on the internet that ask the questions that they think are cool to ask. All right. So technically, this is a fresh meat episode. It's just really, really <laughs> late. Um, and we have fresh meat, not a baby face referee, <laughs> Charles Van on. And, uh, you know, apparently we had some heat 
uh, back at Gauntlet for the Gold after Gauntlet for the Gold. There was, there oh, was we're just going to lay there. this out. Supposedly. Yeah, we're going to lay it out. There was no heat. Yeah, the yeah, Jamie, bring down the bowl of popcorn for me, please. Thank you. <laughs> let's lay it Let's lay it on the line before we start, Charles. Let's go. I mean, oh, let's there, just go right into it and then. There was no heat. I I was playing the angry fan and saying how I was upset that he didn't throw out Cardona's people and lots of people came to his defense. Like he also counted a three count with with people on top of the guy on top of Sam, big Sam. So like bringing that up too. (laughs) So, but no, like, but, but I had like Jocelyn and I had Mikey and a bunch of other people like come at me about it. And I'm like, it's not like that. I promise you, I'm not mad at him. I it's, it's, I'm just playing like, you know, the, the goofy fan that thinks it's real. Um, and I even reached out to you and told you, Hey, you know, it's uh it's, i don't mean anything by it i don't want you to you know be upset about it because i'm just being silly uh it was just you know it was late at night i thought it was going to be funny and then it turned into a whole thing and i'm like oh this is horrible went over like a lead balloon charles sometimes man that's yes. uh all, all of a sudden we lost a year's worth of clout because of butter's uh uh ill-timed tweet right there i uh yeah right I, down I, the drain i, I lose us. I just waited till the next morning <laughs> I think yeah. either way it was going to be bad. A level head would have prevailed. I probably wouldn't have said anything, but I think it was. I think what made it bad was that somebody was complimenting him on the evening, and then I jumped in and and was like joke shitting on him when it wasn't called for. Like it was, they were complimenting him doing his job, and I I was not doing what you know. I wasn't uh, playing along with that, so that's that's my bad. They were congratulating him on his on his on his first world title match. Yeah, and you and, just had to go and shit all over it. No, it's well, not you guys. It was just <laughs> to him. be fair. Nobody to be else fair. shit on it, but uh, him. it was strictly Charlie. Right. To, to be to be fair, I shit on the booking of that entire thing, but that's not your fault. You didn't. You're not. Well, that's what going, we hey, ended up talking about. It was like well, you yeah, know, I, I we ended up really getting to the point of like they made Sam look like a monster, but unfortunately, in doing so, they made Charles, who is just just trying to do his job they made him look like a dunce and that's the that's the bad part and it's it didn't just happen to you because it even happened in the absolution main event where the referee didn't throw anybody out and they just let everything go and it's like that's not how that works like they're uh, interfering you're if, if somebody comes into the ring in a world title match and hits somebody right in front of you with a chair why do you not throw them out i don't understand this i don't like I know it's your discretion, but well, I immediately want to get rid of so. them. I, I'd immediately want to get rid of them if they're bold enough to do that. They're going to do it again. Well, what are they doing behind your back? Hmm. Well, you're right with that. But as if they're coming into the ring and you're in a title match, one, you're not going to want to disqualify it because no, no, Sam I don't blame you for that. At that absolution title match, Broner technically gets the win, but then you disqualify them and. I mean, I wouldn't disqualify. I would just hand. throw them out. I would just throw those people out, like tell them to get out. I think, I mean, that's my, my big thing is like, you don't have to disqualify them. I understand why not doing that. That's fine. Yeah. Cause you want to clean, you know, a good finish, but and you want to give them a chance to be able to come back and win. But like throwing the people out is absolutely a thing. Like we, we joke about Clemmings having the, uh, that Connecticut wind up and it just the oh, yeah. Orlando wind up and it just it's like you you have that power but it's not something that gets done and I understand it's for the story it's 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 wrestling I get it uh, it's but it's it's a stupid point that just really 
irks me that <laughs> honestly doesn't really fucking matter in the grand scheme of things because it is what it is. But well, uh, n- now that that's settled and you guys are are friends again <laughs> and we can call off the van army, um, you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll tell and them I, to hold down and yeah, stay off your back for right call now. Call them off, shit. So <laughs> let's get some other people on your case. Uh, what's the worst <laughs> ring name you've ever heard? I mean, I've only been around for just a little bit over a year. I haven't heard too many bad ring names. I know someone that was going to debut was going to be called Ivan, and I don't know how well that would have gone over. They didn't really have a last name for him, but they were going to have him be Ivan and be like some sort of from overseas. And oh boy, I don't think that would have gone over too well, especially what's going on. But not having not being around too many people, I haven't heard too many bad names just yet. Could you imagine them bringing back like a a Russian named Ivan and and doing like the old eighties wrestling gimmick in like modern day indies right now? Jayhawk would love that. It would be his favorite thing on the indies going. If someone was like a Nikita Koloff type of oh, shit, dude, he would be love coming it. in his pants for it. Yeah. It'd be ridiculous. He would, would buy depend, the shirts. It would depend everything. on how they. It would. It would depend on how they portray the character. I don't want. I don't want nineteen eighty four Nikolai Volkov in twenty twenty three. Why not? He's gonna come style. out, make us listen to the Russian <laughs> anthem. Yes, that's what's up. Oh, that I don't know. The more that we kind of mentioned that, that is pretty fucking sweet. I think I, I'd be yeah. into that. I might be into that a little bit. Yeah, it's really awesome, actually. Bring those eighties <laughs> vibes back. If a you little could have bit. that dude, the Beast Man, you could have a guy named Ivan. Okay. Because that dude stinks, but all right. Why? Wow. Apparently, everybody loves Beast Man, and I I had to fear for my life because I was around him on Friday, and uh, I and I was like, I fuck shit about this guy. I gotta hide. But it was just his music, and he didn't come out to that to that song. So I was very happy that he he got something else. So maybe he heard and was like, all right, I'll switch it up because what he came out to was way better. So. I'll I'll be having work with the Beast Man. Beast Man's a good dude. If you're not a fan of his wrestling, I get it. But he's a good dude. Uh, pre-show ritual. Uh, what's your pre-show ritual? Um, get dressed. You know, got to get my stuff on. Uh, no, honestly, I just try to go find a chair, go kind of be by myself. I don't go into like the actual locker room where the superstars and the wrestlers are actually like getting dressed or anything. I'll go off to the side a little bit, a little bit secluded from everyone, just kind of catch my breath, think about what matches I'm going to be doing, and then that's a little bit of time to myself and. Just thinking to myself to make sure that I know everything that's going on and make sure I don't mess anything up. Okay, I, I'd ask you about your first match, but um, I was there for it, so I, I remember it. And uh, it was let's talk that. about it. Go ahead. So yeah, for so for everybody else that that wasn't there, what was your first match? My first match was Dominic Garini versus Tyson Riggs. Oh shit! That, that was the fresh, fresh meat too. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's like that's my. I count that as my first official one. Like we did have a North Canton show where I got to do like a dry run with no, no live video or anything mm-hmm. like that. But for that match, that one was Derek Dillinger versus Mikey versus Jocelyn versus Wes, I believe. Okay. So they just threw me right into a fatal four way. <laughs> but my first official one I take is Dominic versus Tyson. Yeah. I remember you had family there because they were, I think they were right in front of me and they were, they were having a, a good old time watching you. So they were very excited for you. Yeah, I've gotten a few people to come out. And Charles, with you here tonight being on our show, that leaves the man bear pig kid is the only one who has never done this show. So <laughs> all of the class who they've all done it except for that kid. So he's super going, ser- he's, he's super serial. He can't come on the yeah, show. Yeah. So if you if you want, I can try talking to him. 
that's okay. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I tried. He he uh, he said that it was below him. So uh, we're gonna oh. just keep on rolling. No, he Holy he he kind of like it was at the Kent show. If you know what was going on at the Kent show, it wasn't a great time to really talk to him about it. So yeah, like through, through the tears, me. through through the tears. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, did you back your no, wrestle at all? Um, not really. Me and my brother maybe would just joke around with each other. He's four years older than me. Okay. Um, so we grew up watching wrestling and there's only really one time I remember anything really bad happening is he tells the story different, but we were younger at our house and just wrestling on the bat, like doing moves to each other. And, uh, he decided to pick me up and I pretty sure it was a power ba- power bomb and, uh, threw me right into the wall off our bed. <laughs> and so- then. So what's he think about you being a referee? See, does he, uh, oh, he, he thinks it's the coolest thing ever. Awesome. And, uh, he comes, he's come out to a few shows. He, out, he was one of the people that was there at the press meet show. And then, um, I got him to come out actually for gauntlet of the gold because of some of the surprise people that we had at that show. So it's cool to be able to actually have him come out and be surprised about something instead of telling him what's actually gonna be there. Right. Right. That's awesome. All right. Jay gold. You want to take over? Yeah, let's go. Let's get the uh, the housekeeping questions out of the way. Let's 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 kind of deep dive because uh, we we are technically in your first uh, uh, podcast, so to speak, and in, in, in almost fresh meat, I would say. So let's let's get into it. So you've been with AIW for your training um, for about a year, you said. So you want to walk yeah, me I- through walk me through how you got started, and then we'll you know we can we can kind of deep dive into that. So tell me about your your first experiences what brought you over to aiw and and how'd you become a ref um well well it started as being a fan my whole life uh i remember being at 96 summer slam so i was only three years old but i definitely remember that being here in cleveland um so just li- being a lifelong fan i always was like wow that's really cool i think i can try to do that maybe not that athletic but with the right training i was like i think i can do this and then after a while i was like I think I'm at the age now where I can actually go try to actually commit to something like this. So I reached out to Dominic, sent him an email. He answered back and just mentioned about come see the training facility, come see what we do and see if you can actually want to try to do this and go from there. So I stopped by one day and during 2021, I think around September, October of 2021, shortly after that, I started training. My first event was Hell on Earth. But North. were you training as a as a talent, or were you training as a ref when you first started? When I like, first started, you... I was training as a talent. Okay. I was going to try to be a wrestler, do all that. Um, I trained for about four, four or five months, I think. And then I realized that some of these things just aren't clicking for me and everything. It's taken me a little bit longer to learn some of the certain things that, you're actually, that you definitely need to know to be a wrestler and actually be a good wrestler. So I reached out to him after taking like a week or so off just to think about what I wanted to do and everything. And when I asked him like, Hey, do you think it's possible for me to learn how to be a referee? I love wrestling. I want to be a part of it in any way I can. If it's not going to be as a talent, can I be a referee? And he was 100% on board, allowing me to learn how to be a referee, which was awesome to hear because if he wasn't on board with that, I don't know what I would have been doing then. So that's when coach Porter O'Shea would start coming to practices and, teaching me the few things that he knows and yes only a few things and uh <laughs> he would let me do the practice matches that we would have at training t- t- tell me like what i was doing right what i was doing wrong there then probably for almost a year i've got to when i got to go to the shows i got to watch jake 
coach and Tom all ref, and they would give me pointers here and there about what to do and how to become a proper referee and everything like that. So the training of actually being a talent was about four to five months. And then for a referee, that training was probably a little, just a little bit longer, but not as strenuous as actually trying to be an actual talent. So when did it start to like click for you that this was going to be something you were good at? Because to be honest, I've heard a lot of feedback from, you know, a lot of the refs in the area, everybody's pretty high on you. So when did you think it kind of clicked for you, what you were doing in there? Um, Well, you've heard more than me. I try to, I kind of just stay in my little lane and just do the AIW shows for the time being. It's nice to just do that. So I appreciate those, those words. Um, I think just the more and more I do it, it's a little bit more comfortability every single time. It's um, obviously the fresh meat show. The nerves were a little high. Uh, as you remember, one of the one of the matches might have not have finished the way that they should have. But every every other event, every ma- every match, I kind of get more and more comfortable. Thank you. So I think it's just from the repetition of being able to luckily get to do two or three matches a show with them because they don't need to. They don't need to let the referee that's only been doing it for a year to have three matches on a card when they have a pre-show match and stuff like that. So it would just be the repetition of all the live shows that I get to do, really. So do you watch television wrestling or or streams? Do you watch other referees? Who do you watch to, like, who do you kind of, uh, um, you know, copy your game on? You know, who's who's who do you like to imitate or or who have, who who do you, were you told, hey, as you're becoming a referee, watch x besides jake because you have jake you got tom you got you know coach but who would did they tell you hey go on tv and watch this match see how this guy controlled this match and and watch this who do you like to watch um there was a few things back when before i debuted where jake would watch things back with coach and i actually and say hey watch how like mike kyota or charles robinson would do certain things and or jake would actually show us a match of his where maybe he wasn't in the best position and then he realized that afterwards which was very helpful for me but right now um don't try to watch like any specific ref if i'm watching a show i might i'm watching them to, to see them a little bit but i try just to like well maybe if i'm watching back one of my things where i think i can get better at like i don't i don't think any ref is the same at all as you can watch like i do stuff differently than tom and tom does things differently than coach and so on and so on so i try to watch them a little bit but if i watch anything back i try to see where I think I could have just bettered myself by watching back a, a match that I would have done. What kind of what kind of wrestling do you like to watch right now? Um, you said you're a fan. You're at you're at SummerSlam '96. Um, what do you like? What's your style that you feel like you you enjoy the most? There's so many options out there, right? You, I mean, you've come into the business at a time where you could literally watch any show from any country anywhere. What do you like to watch right now? Uh, the bland answer is WWE, just because it's. I've been a lifelong fan of them. It's, it's WWE, AEW for the time being. I tried dabbling and watching more indie stuff just so I can see and under and know more of the names that are out there. But just as like a fan, sometimes I just, it's just WWE because growing up, like I said, and you just reiterated, like going to 96 SummerSlam and just that being the main thing that I watched growing up, like that's always going to be number one to me. So I try, I just watch that and then I'll watch other independent things here and there, but not that much. Okay. Jayhawk, I'm going to throw some to you. Okay. So what would you say is the best piece of advice you've gotten so far? Um, if you make a decision, go with it. Um, that really stuck with me after Fresh Meat because uh, in that tag match with members only and two, and two Infinity and Beyond, I was, all, I was taught go up there, obviously ask them what the finish is so you know what the finish is. 
and go from there. Well, I thought I knew the finish, but it was supposed to be a little bit later in the match, but I counted the three. That was my fit. That was the finish. And I stuck with my decision. Um, so learning to just stick with your decision, whether whatever it ends up being is what has, has stuck with me so far in the year that I've been doing it. That, that's actually the best piece of advice I've ever gotten as well. And I've heard, and I've heard that from veteran Mondo Guerrero told me that Harley race told me that at one point, you know, if you, if you count to three, it's their fault, not yours. They can suck it up. Um, yeah. I mean, especially for that, like that being my second match going back there, realizing that as soon as I hit three, ring the bell, I just looked at them and I knew I was like, that wasn't what it was supposed to be. And the best piece of advice, like I said, was just stick with your decision. And then as soon as I got to the back, just told the guys, Hey, that was on me. I'm sorry. And uh, definitely something to take and learn from. Okay. Now, I know you've you've been pretty much just trying to stick with AIW for the time being. I know I tried to get you on that paradigm show a couple months ago, and you, the, the date, the timing just didn't work. But I was kind of short notice. Mm-hmm. But are there places outside of AIW that you are looking into getting into in the future? Maybe not right away, but maybe six months down the line, a year down the line. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I know there's a few other local things around here, like in Akron and a little bit in Columbus and a little bit farther south and everything like that. So absolutely, I would love to be able to branch out a little bit and everything but like for my schedule and kind of being able to have some personal time which i think is important for everyone to be able to have uh the aiw schedule and everything like that that they do is like is perfect for right now okay so a hypothetical here you're gonna let's say you get booked in in pennsylvania for a road trip who would you want to ride the car with on the, on the way to that show um it would have to be uh sam without a doubt i'd want sam in my car and um Someone that I've really clicked with, I feel like recently that you guys are hopefully going to be seeing in the not so distant future is this guy named uh, Zay Garcia. And um, those those two would definitely be someone that I would want to have in the car with me. Yeah, any particular reason why those two or uh, with me and Sam being from the same fresh meat class, we instantly have connected. I feel like I hope I think he would say the same thing, just watching him train and being at training with him week in and week out and everything like that, seeing him grow and everything and feeling like genuinely happy to see him and seeing how much he's succeeding and everything. Um, and then Zay is someone that I've seen train for the last few years where me and him will ride together to the shows and everything, get to actually talk a lot about each other and learning and getting to know each other more on, on just a business level or a wrestling level, actually a personal level and everything. So I, I think that would be a fun car ride with those two. Now, if there's somebody out there that you haven't had a chance to work with yet, you'd like to get a chance to work with. Um, and let and let's be let let's be realistically I mean, here. Like, don't I? I don't throw out like Roman Reigns or somebody that's not going to happen anytime. Well, no, um, you don't have to be mean, I mean Jayhawk. You know, I mean, I, 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 he might get there one day, but he's not going to get there like next week. Listen, Charles, you have well, no shot in hell at working with Roman Reigns ever. So you know. <laughs> Probably what not. the hell, Jayhawk? Jesus. That's not what I said at all. <laughs> I'm just busting walls. <laughs> um, honestly, I've been lucky enough where, like I said, I don't feel like a lot of people in my opportunity would be able to get to work with some of the people that they've been able to work with at the AIW. Like, I got to work with Fred Rosser when he came in, Eric Stevens when he came back. They let me do the title match with Cardona. Like, I've gotten to cross off a lot of names on my list so far. Um surprisingly i feel like i haven't really truly got to work a lot of Derek dillinger matches as him being the intense champion and um those out those will rightfully default to the head refs the veteran refs obviously so 
being able to act to do a Derek Dillinger match would be pretty cool to actually do. Yeah, I've only gotten to do a couple of Derek matches myself. The guy I haven't had a chance to work with yet is Dom, and I've been putting that out oh, there Dom's to anybody who will listen. He's yeah, he's one of my favorites to be in the ring with. Yeah, I, I've been on show with Dom. It's just never worked out where I've done any of the matches. But okay, one no, more question wait, for wait, you before you before you go to the next one, Jayhawk. Why Charles do you like working with Dom so much? Um, just his wrestling psychology and how much knowledge he actually has. Like it is in awe to see how, especially with training, to see just the knowledge that he has teaching, and then the way he can apply it into the matches that he has. And then you get to be in there with him and see how he works, like whether methodically or not, like he can work any kind of style of match. And I've been able to see that fortunately enough. So it's one of those things where I know if I'm in the ring with him, he know. hopefully he knows that like, I'll be in the right spot for him to be out of his way. And I usually know where he's going to be going so I can stay out of his way. Interesting. Okay. Sorry, Jay. Okay, go ahead. I've, I've got one more, kind of a fun one. We asked this to everybody. Are you familiar with the wrestling league list? I am not. Okay, so this was a list that was actually started by Tony Khan on the old DVD VR Mechas board in like the late 90s, early 2000s. And he just put up a list of all the leakiest, creakiest stories that he could think of in the wrestling business. Some of them are true, some of them are probably not. I'm going to have you pick a number between 1 and 460. I'm going to read off the one cooking with that number. I want you to... Uh, let us know if you think it's true or not. Okay, let's go with uh, it's sleazy, so 69. Nice. Uh, I, yeah. Oh, Charles. I mean, no, come on. Good. It's just it's a softball. <laughs> you throw it up, I got to at least hit it. I'm surprised you're the first one to actually said that, to be honest with you. We've been doing this for a while. Okay, go. During the 80s, when Tommy Rich went to record a show in Parkersburg, West Virginia, he decided to skip the show after already taking the money. He was caught, stopped by the police, and arrested for having pot on him. They dropped the charges. However, he is not allowed back in the county. I mean, just based on stories I've heard, that has to be that has to be real. Yeah, Tommy right? Tommy Rich, I'm, Tommy Rich, I'm surprised to adjust pot. If we're being completely honest, <laughs> that's why it's false. Adjust <laughs> pot because it's just weed. Yeah. It actually think he wasn't allowed back in the country on the thing. But I have to commit the county because I know we can allowed in the country. He lived here. Yeah, we're not kicking people out for <laughs> drugs out of our country. I assume. Who are already citizens back then. But if you're wondering why you haven't seen Tommy Rich in Parkersburg, West Virginia in 40 years, there you go. All right, Marky, I believe it is your turn. Yeah, so usually my deal with it is I like to get your the stuff outside of wrestling you enjoy. So, like, what would you say outside of wrestling you're kind of the nerdiest about? Um, It would just be sports, probably baseball. It's pretty boring, bland answer, but... My life was just about sports pretty much when growing up and everything like that. So, I mean, I was hopeful to be some sort of athlete of some sort. So if it comes to sports nerdiness and everything like that, it would be me. Coach will get on me when a sports news will break or something, and I don't text the group immediately about it. He was on my case the other day about, like, anything basketball or baseball related. Like, I didn't text him immediately. He's like, what are you doing? So it would probably be just that. All right. Uh, and then, like, Getting ready and stuff. Do you have any like music or even just in general, like music you really like to listen to and vibe with? I like, kind of get you pumped up. Um, not really before a show. Um, we usually, leave, I don't usually bring anything to listen to ahead of time. It's usually whatever they decide to play at the shows. I'm not that big into music. I try to, I'm just a really boring guy when it comes to music, at least. So unfor that's unfortunate for this part, but, um, whatever the 
show is going to be running with the music and everything in the back with Ronald Two Legs and everything is usually what I'm able to vibe with and everything to get ready. Uh, do you, is there like any like movie? I like, give favorite movie. Uh, Step Brothers. Nice. That's a, that's a good one. I mean, it's how can you not like it's so many quotable lines in that one and you can do it at almost any situation. All right. I think that's all my questions. I've, I'm a simple, I've, I've the, I have the simple part of the fresh meat interviews. It's nice. So, <laughs> so Charles, you're, are you married? Yes, I am married. So what is your, what does your wife think of, of this, of this side of the career that where you're going? She does she support it? it? Oh, she hates it. No, so how do you... no, she, uh, no, she does support it. She comes out to as many shows as she possibly can, which is awesome because before we got together and then before we got married, she didn't like wrestling or anything like that. Obviously someone not being a fan is not going to really want to watch it or have to invest any time into it. But, um, she's been 100% on board with it and supportive of everything. And I think I could count maybe three, four shows that she actually hasn't been to, excuse me, hasn't been to. And just actually, I think she won't admit it, but I'm pretty sure she enjoys it. So how does, how do you, how do you, uh, um, like, you know, get her to, does she, does she want to be a part of like that world? Like, is she into watching wrestling with you? Will she, will she, you know, be, can you talk to her about things that are going on or is she, you know, um, cause anybody's partner can be supportive. So is she saying to you, yeah, I support you, but I'm not going to get into the weeds with you about it. Or will she get in the weeds? Um, and like, Oh, she'll get into the weeds a little bit about it, especially when, um, I try to tell her a few things that's going on or what happened at um, when we made our debut back in Cleveland at the Masonic Center and uh, Papa Pepperoni decided to pull me out of the ring and throw me into the turnbuckle. Uh, <laughs> that one didn't go over too well with her because I didn't tell her about it ahead of time. So when stuff like that happens, she gets into <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> but uh, stuff like that, uh, she'll get into the weeds about it and want to know more about it and ask me why I didn't give her a heads up about it. I'm like, you have to be a fan for these shows. You got to just see what happens. Right. Um, but no, she's very supportive. And I think slowly but surely she has started to like it a little bit more and has felt more comfortable going to shows and everything like that. And uh, it's pretty awesome to just be able to look out and know that you can just see at least her or maybe a few of my friends that come out, but especially her to be out there to watch me just, just refing, but she still goes out there to watch. So before I send you back to to Charlie, um, what are your what do you, I mean? Even we've asked a lot of the the young guys from your class, you know, what their future holds, even for this year. Are there is do you have anything you want to check off in the short term um, that by you know by the start of January, you know, twenty four, that you're going to say to yourself, okay, I did what I wanted to accomplish this year. What are you what are you looking to do? You know, maybe that's different than the trajectory you're on right now. Um. It would have to probably, like what we talked about, I haven't gone out anywhere to, outside of AIW, so maybe if I can try to squeeze one in before the end of the year, potentially, go outside of AIW to see just how a different independent promotion runs things and does things like that. But for just looking at them, it's just being able to at least be able to do a match each show. Like like I've said, I don't, they don't need to let me. Coach and Jay are by far two of the most giving people when it comes to me being as a referee and wanting me to, to succeed and giving me the most opportunities possible. Tom as well. I mean, it's very possible for someone of his stature and being a, a veteran of decades plus of doing this, where if he wasn't on board with allowing a new ref coming in, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to. So it's all three of them that give me the opportunity and just like being able to continually do things with AIW. But for the end of the year, hopefully maybe get out to somewhere else. I know there's this 880 promotion that some of us go to yep. that, uh, they are taking over a little bit here and there. 
and uh, maybe I can go there one day. Now you could stay close to coach because at his advanced age, you know, you may have a shot at jumping over, you know, even removing the ref shirt from his prone body on the ground when his time is up. But, you know, you have a very good chance of taking over for coach at this year. Um, all right. I'm going to send you back, back in the other direction. Charlie. <laughs> Come on. Coach didn't need that. Come on. He's a good guy. I had to do at least one on the show for him. With you on, I had to at least hit him at least once. Just yeah, usually, get him below. Gonna, usually I get the joke about you're going to have a stroke and somebody come to jump over you. I'm glad I get somebody else for a change. <laughs> he's he's going to hate that I'm actually showing him some love and everything like that. But honestly, like he, oh, he, he loves it. He, he hates <laughs> when, when we compliment him or anything. But him and Jake, honestly, have just completely just whatever I need or any questions I have, they are right there for me and have been there since day one. It, it is pretty amazing the quality of talent on all sides at AIW when you when you step back and talk to you guys like you, young guys who say, you know, this is who's trained, like teaching me or giving me advice. The fact that you could go to Jake Clemens, who, you know, for advice, the fact that you go to Dom Garini, you know, or or coach, that's a lot of these independent companies don't have that. They don't have in-house you know, like referees that are willing to give up, you know, their time mm-hmm. or in-house talent that stay in-house, not the ones that kind of like travel everywhere. It's 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 a testament to the area that you're able to even, you know, say to us, well, if I have a trouble, I just go to Jake Clemens. I mean, that's nuts when you think <laughs> about it. You know what I mean? Oh, I know. And I know I, I hopefully know I hopefully they know that I don't take it for granted. And it's I'm very blessed to be able to do what I get to do, at least even in this small capacity as being a referee with them and get to lean on them. And, and even like you said, get to lean on the talent like Dom and Derek and get to pick and choose kind of who I get to lean on in certain situations and everything. Yeah. Charlie. It's voicemail time. Yes. Let's go. Oh boy. Hello. No one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. So calling uh, in first, uh, friend of the show, Malcolm Cambridge. Hey, this is uh, Malcolm Cambridge, one half of the greatest tag team in the universe, uh, members only. And this call is for Charles Van. Not really much of a question. Just want to say, Chuck, you're a bitch. I'm going to kick your ass. You know what you did. I swear to God, I, I'm going to beat the everyone dog shit out of you. Calvin's going to join in. Porter O'Shea's going to join in. Maybe even one dog might join in. After we're done whooping your ass, you won't even be able to count to one. Okay, that's all. Love the rest of you. Chuck, ooh, I, sw- I swear to God. Ooh, I swear to God. I swear to God. Ooh. <laughs> all right i gotta ask what did you do what the so hell is happening here what i don't know what he's so upset about they just wanted absolution they should he should be excited he's two and old absolution that just made me really uncomfortable i don't, uh, I, don't I don't know what like his Malcolm. issue is we'll have to ah he's no saint neither is that calvin g lewis i tell you Oh my god! And you're bad mouthing him too. That's gonna make Stan very upset. But still, you wouldn't uh, be you wouldn't be the first ref he's attacked. To be right. fair, I was gonna say I I mean I've been seeing some pictures on uh, Twitter or whatever we're calling it nowadays, and uh, he went after Rosie the ref. And I mean, if he started going after her, and now he's gonna come after me, I think I don't think Porter O'Shea is gonna be on his side when he knows that us referees are gonna need some help. 
He said Malcolm Porter was going to kick your ass, though. Ah, uh, come on now. Oh my God! What that was just nasty. I don't. <laughs> I don't know what his issue is. I mean, like I said, he just wanted absolution. He's two and zero. They maybe they have a title shot in the future. Who knows? But I don't know what he's so sour about. I just love how he started channeling Thunderbolt Patterson there near the end, going, "Ooh, I'm going to kick you." Ooh, like <laughs> a reference well, that probably I'm the only one on this panel that got, and I'm okay that's with right. that. Uh, all right. Up next is uh, Toddy Tondera from 880 Wrestling. IW Guide, what is up? It is Toddy from 880 Wrestling. And I'm calling you late night tonight to thank you for coming to our show and be on this big ass barbecue, too. Um, voice is a little raspy. I just got done doing uh, four shows in four days. A lot of our crew did four shows in four days. Uh, I think Brandon St. James had five, maybe five matches. MV Young at least had four, maybe even five matches this weekend. But I just want to say thanks. Um, you're welcome anytime. And uh, Tommy to Tommy. Ugh, ick. <laughs> the ick is so strong with that. Uh, I told you why, Toddy. I told you why. Hey, that was pretty cool. You guys got a little shout out. Sorry it didn't have anything to do with with Charles being on the show, but that's still pretty awesome that Toddy is uh, giving you a shout there, Butters. I'm sure the Prince of Pittsburgh likes that. Yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> Malcolm called back, by the way. Oh, <laughs> oh Jesus. Malcolm. <laughs> that last call might have been a bit, a bit aggressive. It's not Chuck's fault that his mother gave birth to a fast mountain bitch who's going to get a shit fucked up next time I see him. I swear to God, Chuck, you think he's safe. Not safe. Ooh, I'm gonna be uh, every shit out of you, and then I'm gonna take the PlayStation. <laughs> All right, bye. Not the PlayStation. What the man? He's gonna fuck? be he's gonna be pissed when he finds out I only have a PS4. <laughs> oh, that is outstanding. Uh, absolutely. I don't know what he's a, he he made a comment about some fast count or something. I don't know what he's upset about. Well, what? yeah, I I don't know. Um, up next. Uh, somebody called in with their fast food order. I'm not sure what's going on here. <laughs> 55 burgers, 55 fries, 55 tacos, 55 pies, 55 cooks, 100 peanuts, 100 pizzas, 100 tenders, 100 meatballs, 100 coffees, 55 wings, 55 shakes, 55 pancakes, 55 pastas, 55 peppers, and 155 taters. <laughs> oh, my right. God. Hey, forward, I guess. Yeah, something like that. I hope he got, it. I hope he got his food. Uh, <laughs> that's catching on. That had to be someone from Pittsburgh. Uh <laughs> Uh, actually, um, Malcolm called again. So, I just think it's funny how all this motherfucker has to account. All these guys to account. What, nervous count to three? Yeah, I, said, I don't get it anymore, dude. Where, where, where are we finding these fucking guys? Where are we finding these fucking guys? <laughs> I just, I am, I am befuddled as the. See, this is why I gotta kick your ass, bro. You make my fucking brain hurt. Think about it. <laughs> All right. Well, this is the last one. I promise. I'm gonna kick your ass. I'm gonna kick your ass, Chuck. Big style. Malcolm. All right. I'll see you later. Bye. Oh boy. Malcolm, I'm just a ref. Seems very mean spirited. <laughs> Come on, like. I, I like you, Charles. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, I can't see him. I can't allow this. You, you can't kick your ass like that. That's not nice. I mean, he probably can. You're only around like one or twice a year to even try to stop it. I don't know what, yeah, you're, what you think you're going to do. It's, it's more <laughs> three or four times. But, you know, Jayhawk, I'm just trying to look out for our friend here since we've, 
you know, yeah. buried the hatchet. And now we're all good with him. So, you know. I don't know. He's kind of reminding me why I was mad in the first place. So, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, oh, Malcolm. Uh, up next is friend of the show, Zach. Hey, the indie wrestling guy, Zach here. Um, quick question for y'all this week. Something easy. Uh, what's your favorite uh, ref outfit? I don't know. Outfit uniform? I don't know. I'm going to go about. What's your favorite ref outfit? Uh, I have to say that CZW yellow and black stripe looks pretty good. Looks pretty good. I've seen, I've seen some other variations out there in the world. So just curious what all y'all uh, like for all uh, refs. All right. Take care, everyone. Bye. Oh, fuck you, Zach. You stole my answer. What? Marcy, yours was the CCW one? It's just because it's so dumb. It's The yellow is so dumb on a ref shirt. I like I like the SmackDown uh, that they had when they did the brand split when it was um, blue and black. I like that one. I haven't. Uh, the blue and black was nice, especially for the, the split. Um, I'm just a traditionalist. I like the I just like the stripes. The zebra stripes are fine with me. Maybe maybe a polo. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe if we can have some sort of, of a team polo or something like that. You might see something like that in the future. But if it's just the the stripes, the zebra stripes, I'm perfectly fine with that. Now I may I got, su- yeah, go ahead, Jayhawk. I'm waiting. I was gonna wait on you. Yeah, I got a fan partial to the zebra stripe as well. Uh being a child of the eighties though, I do kind of like the old school blue dress shirt, black bow tie look that the for freak had in the eighties. That's correct. Okay, that's yeah. the one, Jayhawk. That's it. The Joey Morella, the Joey Morella light blue with the black tie and the dark pants. That's the one. I think AIW should adopt the uh, the red and black um, that uh, was it. Uh, Jim Molino used to wear. Oh, ECW. The ECW, ECW, yeah. yeah, that's a good one. But I think like the AIW's original. got the you know the red and black design. They copy a lot from you know design wise uh, the style of ECW. You know we pride ourselves on that. Uh, I think that it'd be cool to have at least one ref that is uh the black and red like that. So Charles, I think you should do that. I think make yourself stand out a little bit and uh not in a bad way. I think I think the awesome. the the bow tie ones were more of reminiscent of like the old school like pugilist you know referee standing in the middle of a boxing ring. That's why I think I like they the do bow that with old. Yeah, old yeah, has that. I love that. Uh, <laughs> Jasmine Jasmine Clearwater is our friend yeah. that does that. So. I love yeah, it. Uh, I actually kind of like your idea, Butter. With AI, AIW, though, they do more of the purple than the red. I make it with the purple instead of the red. But okay, okay. I think that'd be a good look. I think that'd be a good look. But purple's a better color, anyways. So, yeah. John Thorne, that one's three. If you're looking, um, even if that, uh, even if that bikini referee thing, even that like that Jake outfit for a title match or whatever. But oh, I like that. We might see something like that. I don't know what's in the works, but there might be something coming down the line. You guys are always thinking over there, so it's good. Always innovating. Not my brain. <laughs> Speaking of uh, purple, though, it is purple ball time. Burr, 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 burr. Uh, Stan from Burlington is back, everyone. Hi. It's me. Stan from Burlington, and I have got called lately. I hope... <laughs> Malcolm's well. I'm enjoying the summer breeze and thinking about Dom Gooey. <laughs> Hello from Burlington. 
What's going on in the wind? Lately, I really do not know, but I'll never find out from the show. (laughs) (laughs) That was a musical tribute to account for my recent absence. It's summer. So everyone needs to take some extended time off, right? In Italy, most businesses shut down for a few weeks and everyone heads for the coast. They call it Ferragosto. You guys should probably do something similar. Except in your case, it would be called Feral Augusto. <laughs> because this foursome is just a bunch of animals anyway. <laughs> oh, true. I see you have another referee on this week. Charles Van. Wow. AIW sure has a lot of referees these days. Talk about promotion, flush with cash. What happened to the days when El Conquistador number three wrestled in the first match on the card in a mask and ref the next four? <laughs> Maybe that's the way Sakara esque. But I hope no one reminds Tom Dunn that he's become somewhat replaceable. (laughs) (laughs) But Charles, man, you know what the old saying is about teachers, right? Those who can't teach. (laughs) Well, with wrestling school students, it's those who can't ref. (laughs) I kid, I kid. This all comes from a place of love. And that place of love is Burlington. So while I have you, I thought I'd do another round of my much-beloved segment, The News from Burlington. Late summer in Burlington is really a slow time. William Calhoun, the crossing guard who works outside the regional middle and high school site, likes to sit on his porch with his wife, Tammy. William is happy with a sunny day, a bottle of Dewar's, a bowl of cherries, and some pistachios. He's happy to make small talk with anyone who walks by. Bill Cruikshank's been across the street for 50 years. Bill used to be called William, too. But his neighbor made it clear that, like Highlander, there couldn't be two Williams in one place. But now they call him Bill. Bill likes to smoke a cherry tobacco pipe. And to turn the screws on William, he likes to empty it on his lawn. People in town like to call them the fabulous ones, Bill and William. The kids on the street think both of them as more of bad company. Terrence Gordy rents pontoon boats on Lake OVW. It's been a learning experience for Terry, but no one has died in an accident in the last 18 years. And Terrence is happy because he thinks of what happened up on Lake George in New York a few years ago when there was an accident with a flat-bottom boat. Hey, Charlie, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Right. Maybe we should convince Jay Gold he might want to spend an early morning going out for some trout. (laughs) Okay, got to go. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I didn't think he he would have to drag me for not being able to learn how to be a talent or anything like that. Jesus, Stan. <laughs> Listen, we don't we don't ask questions. We just let him go. That's what we do. Oh, boy. I, I love you, Stan, but that went off the rails a little bit there. <laughs> so when good. do they not go off the rails? I know, right? That's a fair point. <laughs> Jayhawk, are you kidding me? 
<laughs> or can we you make even, a fair point? We even got a song this week. Oh, song was cool. Yeah, that was very good. Oh boy. Well, we had some unhinged Malcolm Cambridge today. And, He'll be uh, excited about that. He'll be so excited about that. Oh yeah, to hear all that Malcolm this week. Oh yeah, That's, this I, might be this might be his second favorite episode just because of that. <laughs> I don't more. I don't get what Malcolm's issue is. No, we're gonna have to figure that. We're gonna have to talk this one out. Maybe we'll have I, it done on the show. Stan Stan might just hate you now once he hears this too, though, based on how Malcolm feels. That's, oh no, you might have two enemies now. I, I've oh. converted one. We'll see. We'll see if your charm works on Stan. It's hard. It's hard to talk to him, you know, through his anger. We 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 can't always gauge a reaction with Stan. Right. We'll have to talk to his his handlers. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> they, need to, they need to start nightly beatings with him because he's <laughs> getting out of fucking hand. They have to adjust the meds. I know that. We'll see what happens. Oh boy. An extra round of nightstick uh, training with him, maybe. So what do you think, Butters? What's next? Uh, that's it, man. That's the show. <laughs> Charles, plugs. you got a, you got plugs? Let's do plugs. I mean, you could just, I'm on Twitter or whatever they want to call it now. Thanks, Elon. Um, at ref Charles Van. And then that's pretty much where you can find me at. You don't need to look me up on Facebook or anything like that. Well, we got North Canton Street Fest on August 12th. Then we got WrestleRager 7 on August 26th. Then we got Jaylit Night 1, September 15th. Fresh Meat 3 on September 16th during the day. And then Jaylit Night 2 that same night, September 16th. Fresh Meat 3 is with who we have, I think, is going to probably surprise a lot of people just based on how the last class came out. I mean, I think there's a lot of fan favorites who came out of last year's uh, school. But this year, there's a very good crop and. I think it's going to take some people by surprise with how much young talent actually is with AIW right now. I I keep hyping uh, two specific students, um, Shelby mm-hmm. and uh, Zay Garcia. They're both, I'm very excited to see both of them uh, perform. I know if you were at the Fonzie, you got to see a little uh, preview of Zay. Um, didn't get to see Shelby though. However, I, I've been told that Shelby will be uh, will, will have a match, and uh, I'm so looking forward to it. I think Shelby is uh, something special. So, a lot of them are. They they're all busting their ass, especially once they were told, like, "Hey, this is your set date, or when you're gonna be able to make your debut." And none of them have missed the beat right now. Like you mentioned, those two. Um, I don't want to single anyone out in particular because there's a few more there, but like the entire crop that's coming out right now, it's should be another special class that we get to witness on uh, September 16th. I'm excited just because I know too, but I know that there's others. So like, I know I'm looking forward to their matches, but I'm also kind of excited because I don't know who else is debuting and it'll be really fun to see uh, what they come up with and uh, that kind of stuff. So once we get, once it gets closer, I'm sure they'll announce uh, the, the matches like they did the year before and we'll get maybe some promos and stuff and we'll kind of get to see who who we're dealing with. I'm excited to see which students are are finally making the leap. Uh, it's kind of become a fun thing since doing this podcast and having everybody on this year. Uh, so we're actually going to do the same thing again, but we're going to start it off next year with season nine. We're going to have all the new, all the fresh meat faces are going to be uh, hopefully on the pod. So I'm excited to do that again. 
Yeah, that was so much fun, and it really helped kind of launch our show along with them. Um, and I, I look forward to having as many as we can. Honestly, it's great to hear you know their stories and and you know see how far they've come. So I think it's going to be a good winter. Yes, you can. Uh, so far, as far as X and Twitter goes, hey, dead naming's never cool except when you call X Twitter because it's always going to be fucking Twitter. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch. OnlyFans and Blue Sky at eGirl Femboy Boy spelled B O I. Listen to my other podcast, X Over. We finally have our episode with Mikey Montgomery coming out. There's been some some at home issues with the editing. It's it's fine though. It's gonna be. It's, I promise. It did actually happen, and it will be releasing. So check that out. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Ref Jayhawk. I'm gonna have Madrian Street clips up on there. Hopefully by the time the show drops, check those out. Uh, Instagram at Jayhawk1539, Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash ref Jayhawk. This episode's coming out on my birthday, so wish me a happy birthday on Twitter at Charlie underscore Butters. That's all I got. Oh, okay. You can you can find me on uh Twitter and the uh Xtagram or whatever we're calling all those at Jgold12. Um I don't know. I have a thread, but I erased it because it's stupid. Um please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to us. And don't forget about our Twitter handle. IW Guide One, remember the one and the YouTube page, and our Patreon, IW Guide, patreon.com backslash IW Guide. Check out the merch store over at brainbustertees.com. And also, you have our stand from Burlington line. You have our faces, wear them on your body. We have stickers, uh, sweatshirts, hats, fanny packs, the whole deal, uh, the booty shorts. We have a summer here and we still haven't gotten them. So that's on us. Um, check out our podcast friends at Odds with Wrestling. The card is going to change. X over and. Hiya, Bussy, a wrestling-adjacent podcast. Check out our other friends, JCP Designs, the official graphic designer of the Indie Wrestling Guide, PWPonderings.com, Time Capsule Toys, Toy Hio, Rubber City Toys, Big Starks Brand, Setab Photo, Michelle Carter and Jose Rodriguez Photography, AJ Small Photography, Sick Things Clothing, Angry Lemonade. By the way, thank you, Angry Lemonade, for the Magnum CK shirt and all the goodies that you sent over my way. Um, it was not necessary, but all that stuff is awesome. Um, and then Smoking Jay's Barbecue, the best barbecue in Ohio. That's all well, I got. One oh. last thing before we get, before I forget, tomorrow's episode is the final episode of Wrestling Cheers. It's going to have Jock Sampson on. Go listen to it. Support our buddy, Justin Summers, who without him, I would not be in podcasting right now, probably. Jayhawk, we probably wouldn't be have been doing this for as long as we have. Um, you wouldn't so, have been doing a clunk. You have. I've been doing this shit for fucking 15 years and some <laughs> shit now. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, and also, yeah. also, if it wasn't for Justin and uh, Wrestling Cheers, I would have never been introduced to any of you. And uh, and I appreciate that the most um, because of Wrestling Cheers. I got a chance to meet Jayhawk and and Butters and Marcy and Ed and Pat and and Stacy and Pam. So thanks to Wrestling Cheers for really helping out people, you know, me from the East coast and getting me to learn all the players and, and figure everybody out. So, you know, we wish them, we wish Justin really well. He's, he's, he really put together something special there. Yeah. And I know honestly, I kind of busted butter ball a little bit there, but I was the one really kind of got butter interested in doing this on a regular basis and taught him a lot of the editing that goes into the show. So if it weren't for butter, the show would not nearly be what it is right now. So. Uh, and for the quote, uh, we're going to quote the great James Vanderbeek uh, this week with, I always worry someone is going to come up and use my ring bell as a weapon. Break it, then I'll have to yell ding ding when the match ends. Enjoy some independent wrestling. Thank you. Later. Bye-bye. Thank you, guys. Later, dweebs.
the roof, the roof is on fire. We don't need no water, let the motherfucker burn, burn motherfucker.
they don't care.